listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Welcome back to another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer, along with Craig Boschman. The Broncos getting set for another home-and-home weekend Friday night, the host of the Prince Albert Raiders. Saturday, they will be part of the Connor Bedard Show in Regina as they uh, travel to the Queen City to take on the Pats. Swift coming off uh, a bit of a tough weekend. Craig Boschman, voice of the Broncos, uh, a 5-0 loss against the Winnipeg Ice. Credit to Winnipeg. I thought they played a great road game here on Friday night. And you were there in Saskatoon for that 8-3 L. Uh, what happened there? What did you see? Yeah, it was uh, it was tough because, you know, the game was certainly within reach after, after one period. It was only 3-1 uh, Saskatoon after the first. And You'd hope that the the team would come out with a strong start to the second and try and get some momentum on their side, and I, I thought they did that because they had two or three chances right in tight to, to cut into that Saskatoon lead and just couldn't get one past uh, the goaltender, Ethan Chadwick, and then all of a sudden Regina gets an odd man rush the other way and scores to really sap that momentum right back into their favor, and uh, kind of seemed like from that moment on the the game kind of collapsed there for you know a good 10 12 minutes or so on swift current and before you knew it Regina or sorry yeah, Saskatoon was was up 7-2 or whatever it was so um, you know it was a tough game and uh, you know sometimes that happens it happens to you know almost every team at least a couple times a year and you know the the big thing is just seeing how you can kind of move past it and move on and you know, for the Broncos, they have a week of practice here before they're back in action on Friday against uh, Prince Albert. So uh, you hope that they're able to just quickly kind of forget about that one. Obviously, you want to take the lessons learned from it, both good and bad, and uh, make sure that you're putting that into your next game. But uh, looking forward to seeing how the team kind of responds on uh, on Friday night. Yeah, and for the most part, and, and we need to remember, it's early in the season. And, uh, you know, I know people will say, oh, this is the making excuses portion of things. But, uh, you know, this is a young team. You know, the, the nucleus of this team is in their eight year old year and uh, you know it feels like they're still just trying to figure things out but uh, is, is the confidence there are you seeing that with this group yeah it's kind of funny when you talk about the team being young and you're like well these guys are a lot of them are in their third year in the league now and, and that's true but that's still they're still young like you look at the teams around the league and I think I think the Broncos by average age are the second youngest team still mm-hmm. in the league much like they were last year so um, you know it, yes there's a lot of talent on the team and yes there's a lot of NHL draft picks on the team but again they're still young and you consider you know the the shortened season in the hub a lot of these I don't think there's only there's only two players on the roster I think who have over 100 games in their WHL careers and that's Sam McGillian and Raphael Pelche so there's not a ton of WHL experience on this roster and it's still going to take time some time for these guys to kind of get it all together and make sure they're rolling the way that they know they can so um, you know I do think the confidence is there and especially now that the whole group is back together um, you know Owen Pickering returning to practice on Monday Josh Philman played on on Saturday after getting to the rink maybe 20 minutes before puck drop and just throwing his stuff on and jumping out there so you know the group is back together now um, they've got everybody here they're going to get a week of practice in and I think that's really going to help them sort of settle in and get into a bit of a groove here and uh, like I said I think it's important to see how they how they respond on Friday to a bit of a tough weekend last weekend and hopefully use it as a bit of a, a building block going forward. Yeah and uh, some key injuries as well Caleb Y. Rostock and Sam McGinley not in the lineup for for most of the weekend and uh, we certainly look forward to their returns and we'll get an update on those two players as Devin Pratt will be joining us shortly for the coaches segment of the Broncos this week podcast. Prince Albert 
What do they look like this year? I mean, obviously a, a key part of their success, key ingredient, was who they had as the head coach, Mark Habscheid taking his career overseas. What do we know about uh, the team from up north? Yeah, they've had a bit of a slow start to the year. Uh, they're 1-3-1 and one so far this season, but they still have some pretty recognizable players on their roster. Um, you know, a guy like Nolan Allen, who hasn't played yet this year, he was still with Chicago after being a first-round pick of them back in 2021. So he was still up in, uh, up in Chicago until, I think, uh, this week, I think he's back now, and he'll probably make his season debut. I think they're playing tomorrow on, or on Wednesday. We're recording this on Tuesday, so I think they're playing on Wednesday. He'll probably be in the lineup and then be down here in Swift Currents for, for that game. But uh, they're just a different-looking team from, from previous years. We know that they were the top dogs uh, back in 1819, that was, and they were still very good in 1920. Uh, they were okay in the hub season, and they made the playoffs last year. So, you know, they've been kind of a contending team uh, over the past couple of years, and, you know, they, they're missing now the, the guys who were kind of the nucleus of that sort of group of guys with the Aussie Weisblatt's and the Reese Vitelli's and those types of players. So it is a bit of a newer looking uh, era for the Prince Albert Raiders, but one guy who's really standing out so far is a rookie and Ryder Ritchie. He was the 14th overall pick in the December draft in 2021 and got five points in his first five WHL games. So the son of former NHLer Byron Ritchie and a guy who looks like he's going to be a pretty big piece of their team for the next four or five years. Broncos and Prince Albert this Friday night at Innovation Plex. This is the Broncos this week podcast brought to you by original 16 josh Philman joining us as our feature guest very much looking forward to chatting with him in the planes trains automobiles day that he had on saturday yeah i can't wait to hear about uh, his travel day there i had heard that he was going to fly into saskatoon it was kind of a game time decision based off what time he was getting there and then i you know did a little researching and seeing what flights were coming in from Toronto and found one that was an Air Canada flight from Toronto to Saskatoon that was landing around the time I was told he was landing. So that I assume that was the flight he was on and saw that it left Toronto relatively on time and that it was on time with its uh, arrival into Saskatoon. And I think it landed around 5.40 or 5.45. And, uh, you know, you think about having to wait for your, your stuff to come off the plane, probably 20, 30 minutes there, grab your bags, uh, you know, get a ride to the rink. I think Broncos GM Chad Leslie was there to pick him up and give him a ride. So you think another five, 10 minutes to get to the rink. So I would assume he probably got there right around 6.30 or so. So not enough time to jump on the ice for warm-up. But he was uh, he was right behind Reed Dick when the guys came back on the ice to start the game. So it was good to see him out there. And can imagine he felt overly comfortable jumping on the ice immediately after getting off the plane. But uh, like I said, he's going to get a full week of practice in here this week and get ready for the games this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to blame the Saskatoon airport for him <laughs> not getting there sooner. That place is a gong show. <laughs> anyway, Devin Pratt coming up in just a moment on the Broncos This Week podcast and feature guest Josh Philman on the way as well. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast coaches show. We got uh, head coach Devin Pratt joining us here in the uh, Broncos media wing of the Innovation Plex. And uh, Devin, coming off an 8-3 loss in Saskatoon, I see that the mustache that you had going into the weekend is no longer there. You're pulling out all the stops to try and turn this around. But, uh, you know, that 8-3 loss, I mean, how, how do you break that one down? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we've, we've just got to own it. We've got to own the performance. And uh, as a group, we've got to address what needs to be addressed and be better. Um, we just didn't show up, and that's uh, that's what you're going to get on those nights. Um, you know, it was a back-to-back, and we had to embrace the simplicity of the game and, and be on the D side and do things right, and it just seemed that uh, it was breakdown after breakdown in all three zones and in different areas. So, um, you know, looking forward to see how our group responds. We believe in our group. We believe that uh, they will respond, but it's, uh, it's on them here now to... Uh, 
take that step. It was tough because I thought your team had a really good start to the second period. You had two or three grade-A chances right in front of the net, and then Saskatoon gets an odd man rush and scores the other way. And once that went, it really seemed that things started to snowball for the group and things fell apart rather quickly. Yeah, there was, we were giving up way too much. Uh, the quantity of quality chances against was way too high uh, throughout the game. And um, I like the start of the first. I like the start of the second. Uh, outside of that, there's not a whole lot to like. So for our group, uh, it's just important. This is a, a 60 minute league you got to be there you got to be grinding and ready to embrace the the tough side of the game the stops and starts the extra three feet to get open uh the extra couple feet to get back on the d side and and to do a job not just being there so uh, as i said just excited the the boys had a high energy practice yesterday and uh, just excited to get back in the rink and get back to work and hopefully address these issues yeah talking about getting back to the rink and getting back to work uh, you know for the past few weeks you've had a depleted lineup with guys at NHL camps, which, I mean, you love that they're getting that opportunity to prove themselves and compete, but, uh, you know, how nice is it that finally all the pieces are back in place here? Yeah, I mean, it uh, contributes to the daily environment. The pace of practice picks up for sure, and it's uh, a challenge on the guys to, to elevate and to stay there, um, no question, uh, for the group. And then just the guys that have come back just to structurally understand what we're trying to do and, and get uh, get on the same page with that, and it can be difficult. Uh, you know, a couple of the guys had a couple practices, and that was it, and they in the game, and Josh Philman uh, pretty much showed up to the rink and hopped on the ice. So, uh, you know, we can excuse a, a little bit of that stuff and hopefully we take this week and really uh, pit in and, and get on the same page as a team and start playing together here. We know the last guy to come back was Owen Pickering who had his first practice uh, on Monday so to have a guy like that back who plays so many minutes for your group is such an important part. Just having him back I think would make a huge impact uh, not only on the ice of course but in the room as well. Yeah Owen uh, he's a presence there's no question uh, he's a leader amongst our group and um, his practices are efficient um, you know his growth and the improvement of and his play over the summer uh, was excellent. So uh, really excited to have him back, have him healthy here, and looking forward to the weekend. I understand, uh, you know, just kind of hearing rumors around the rink that uh, you guys have made a decision involving your 20-year-old situation, and uh, Landon Roberts is unfortunately looking for work, but uh, that's got to be a tough part of the job because that's a good quality kid that you're pretty much forced to say goodbye to. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's a, it turns into a numbers game at the 20-year-old position where you're only allowed to have three, and I'm very impressed with the person Landon was, the presence that he was, and, uh, you know, I, I look at it that the, the other 25 guys that are going to be here have to bring a, a fraction of what he brought in that leadership and, and to make up for the void um, that is made when, with the absence of him so uh, really appreciative of all he did for us while he was here uh, the effort he gave the way he showed guys how to be a, a player in this league how to carry yourself the commitment every day that it takes and uh, you know one of those guys that's a, a coach's dream doesn't ask for much and will do whatever it takes all the time so wish Landon nothing but the best and uh, you know I think uh, he'll look back fondly on his time here in Swift Current and I know that uh, we'll talk of him in our room, uh, you know, throughout the year here this year and just the presence and the leadership and the lessons that he was able to hand down. So very thankful for the time he, he spent here. You've got another uh, Friday-Saturday weekend coming up here. Starts off against the Prince Albert Raiders at home on Friday. That's a team that I think is always known as a very physical team and hard to play against. Uh, had some success against them last year. Uh, what are you sort of getting ready for when it comes to the Raiders on Friday night? I think we just got to prepare, like, just to respect the game. Like, you got to show up. You got to bring your A game or 
you're going to be in trouble in this league. And, um, you know, we're a young team again, and uh, we've challenged them to communicate. We've challenged them to be engaged in the game, to finish their checks, to do all those little small details that all add up. And, um, you know, PA is going to be one of those teams that uh, has their ducks in order. They're going to play a hard game, and uh, we can't look past anybody. we got to be ready for puck drop and then just be in the moment and, uh, as we say, embrace that grind of uh, putting in an effort here for 60 minutes. And if we establish our process, we feel pretty confident in our group that we can have success. Um, so it's important for us to uh, to do that, play as a team, play together, stick together, and um, you know look to get the job done here. Yeah, you know, uh, a player that uh, the fans have certainly grown to love in Swift Current is uh, Caleb Y. Rostock. What can you tell us about where he's at in uh, in his efforts to get back in the lineup? Yeah, we're, we're, you know, eagerly anticipating some news on Caleb as well. He's getting evaluated here Thursday, and uh, hopefully we get some good news from that and, and we move forward. But uh, yeah, there's a void there for sure. I mean, we, we talk about the way we want a Bronco to play, to, to you know, take the hard routes, to finish checks, to play with skill, um, play with pace, uh, block shots, do all the gritty things, and uh, we're lacking a little bit of that sandpaper right now. So uh, it'd be uh, it's going to be a nice day when we're able to get him back in the lineup, and hopefully it's uh, sooner than later. But uh, in regards with an injury, you always got to respect the timeline and uh, be sure he's healthy before he comes back. And I guess same question with Sam McGinley, who was unable to play this past weekend. Just a bit of an update on the status of Sam. Yeah, Sam's in more of a day-to-day um, scenario. Uh, probably unlikely that he'll be in the lineup here. This this weekend or practice throughout the week and get uh, hopefully uh, back on the ice next week and kind of go from there. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, he had a little tweak in the game uh, in Saskatoon and uh, after being evaluated by uh, Andrew, who does such a great job for us and the team doctors, it's, uh, you know, suggests he takes a little bit of a break here and then uh, gets back at it and we'll see where he's at next week. Right on. Well, Devin, we appreciate you coming down here and having the chat with us and uh, best of luck this weekend. Thank you. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast. We are now joined by our feature guest, Broncos forward Josh Philman. Josh, uh, you made your season debut Saturday in Saskatoon, but I have to ask about your travel day from New Jersey to Saskatoon. I heard you landed at about 6.30, in, or 5.30, excuse me, in Saskatoon and went right to the rink to be there in time for the game. Yeah, you're, you're pretty close. Um, I think I landed right around six actually and then um you know picked up my baggage as soon as i could and, and met chad outside the the airport so i got to the rink around six thirty-five, and um it was a bang bang play to get on the ice so it was uh you know pretty much purely running off adrenaline that game but uh, i'm excited to be back with the group and take a step forward was there any doubt that you were going to play in that game or you had that mindset you were playing no matter what time you got there i was pretty confident um you know obviously hoping that all went well with travel plans but um, I was preparing myself to play um, throughout, the, throughout the day as best as I could, uh, considering the circumstances. I guess we have to go all the way back toward the end of last season. It was a, a disappointing finish, just missing the playoffs. But I guess like the next day or two, you get the news you're heading over to play for Team Canada, the U18s. Must have been a bit of a, a roller coaster, 24 or 48 hours for you. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, you, you said it. Um, got to say some goodbyes with the team and um, get together a little bit here in Swift Current, and then. Uh, the very next morning, um, I got I got the news that I was flying out to Germany the following day. So it was uh, kind of like you said, a whirlwind. Um, obviously, a super cool experience getting to see Europe for the first time, playing some international hockey. Um, every kid dreams of representing their country. So 
Um, lots to learn and lots of exciting experiences that I'm taking forward with me. And how was that experience? I mean, I know the, the end results weren't what uh, people were hoping for, but just the overall experience, you know, the day-to-day being over there with Team Canada, you know, what was it all like for you? Overall, it was super, super exciting. Um, obviously, you know, I, I, I soaked up the experience and, and really enjoyed it. I met a lot of new people um, and played against some really high-quality players. So, like you said, wasn't necessarily the outcome, um, but it was uh, – you know, a good, good opportunity for me to take some things away, um, you know, seeing top NHL draft picks, um, playing for different coaches under different systems. Um, so, like you said, it, it wasn't exactly the outcome we we'd hoped for, but lots to learn from it. There was about, I think, two months or so after that until the NHL draft. So you head home to Winnipeg. What were you sort of doing to not think about the draft as much as you could over those two months? Just trying to keep myself busy. Um, lots of training, and I was still playing uh, – triple-a baseball back home this summer so um that was keeping me busy for sure give me a little switch up from hockey and um and then just you know getting back to see some of my old friends from back home uh, um it was a really productive summer for me and um yeah with leading up to the draft and everything just trying to you know not overthink about it the work had pretty much been done throughout the season so it was more of just a waiting game how was the stat line for baseball this year not too bad actually <laughs> um we had a really good team and uh, a lot of contributors, so we ended up going to the Western Canadian Champions Championships in Regina, which which was super exciting, and uh, we were we finished second place in provincials. So um, a couple, of, I guess, runners up, uh, no championships, but um, it was was a good year for myself and the team. Draft-wise, see, the days get closer. I'm, I'm guessing you're still talking to teams leading up to that, and some guys have an idea of who they're going to get picked by come draft day. Did you have any idea that New Jersey was going to be the one? Uh, I wouldn't say I had an idea that they were going to be the one. I knew there was some interest there, and uh, obviously, um, you know, really all a player can ask for is to go to a team that, you know, is really excited about them and, and uh, wants them within the organization. So, um I was super happy with the destination and, um, you know, really excited with how everything went there. And draft day itself, I understand you were at the cabin or at the, the cottage there and down uh, in Manitoba. What was that whole day like for you? It was awesome. Uh, I was surrounded by some, some great, you know, supporters of me, uh, my family, a couple of real, really close family friends uh, and a couple of buddies of mine. So um, there was really no place I would have rather been. And, um, you know, it's draft day, so it was a little stressful, but... Um, it's something that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Development camp not long after that, I think just a couple of weeks after that, uh, heading down to New Jersey. But with a familiar face there, as Isaac Poulter was with you as well, um, I guess it kind of makes the experience a little easier for you having someone that you're very familiar with. Totally. Um, having Isaac there was great. Uh, we got to go through uh, a lot of our firsts together, um, which helps considering I had you know been with him the whole year. And we're quite close and trained with them in the summers and everything. So um, definitely helped and, and development camp was an awesome experience. Um, super welcoming staff there and a uh, welcoming group of players. So um, just another experience to try and try and get better. I think I saw you guys went to Niagara Falls, something like that. Uh, did you guys get up to more off ice sorts of things to, to build some team money? Yeah, between development camp and rookie camp, there was the Niagara Falls trip. Uh, we went go-karting, uh, which was pretty fun. And then uh, just some some team bonding stuff around the rink and, and throughout the hotels. Um, so there was lots of getting to know new people, which which was awesome. Rookie camp experience. Now you talked about going down there for that. After you came here for Broncos Hockey School, you head back down to New Jersey, take part in a bunch of games for the rookie camp there. So you had a good, a good camp there too. You scored a lot of goals during that rookie tournament. I mean, how did it feel to kind of get out there with an NHL jersey on and play in those games? 
It was exhilarating. Um, yeah, so, so much. I mean, that's what the kid dreams of. You want to put on the NHL sweater um, and just, you know, being treated like, like pros um, is just a completely different world. So um, it was awesome. Super. I, I had tons of fun. And really all, all I was trying to do was just go out there and compete and, and let the rest take care of itself. So um, I had a great time, super positive experience. And, of course, once rookie camp comes to an end, you move on to main training camp, and that's when you're sharing the ice with all the NHL guys as opposed to the younger-type prospects. So now you're on the ice with the Jack Hughes and the Dougie Hamiltons and those types of players. I mean, how easy or difficult is it to kind of stay focused and realize on what's going on around you? It's almost uh, – you almost don't, don't even realize once you get out there, but it is crazy to think that, you know, the kids even two years ago that you were watching on TV growing up idolizing – um, you're on the ice with them, and it's kind of hard to grasp at first, but you know, over time you, you get used to it and uh, try and just pick up on their, their good habits and, and their lifestyles. And with that, I mean, what sort of things are you learning when you're on the ice with these guys and sort of sharing a locker room with these types of players? A lot of it's just about um, consistently. Um, I think it's really hard for most people to grasp. Like, you know, myself as a junior hockey player, this is what we do because we love it and, and we're kids and we're aspiring to get to the next level. Um, and we want to be the best we can be for sure. And then I, I don't think you really realize, you know, it, it is their nine to five job. Um, once you get there, it's it's just a different atmosphere. <clears throat> you know, it's not like show up, um, get your work done, and go home. It's more of, you know, what what can I do to make myself better every day? And um, you know, it, it's cliche, I know, but it's it's really something you can't fully understand until you take part in it. Talk to Connor Vidston, who was on the same training camp team as Glenn Godden, a former Bronco, uh, during his Ducks training camp. For you, were there some older guys and some veterans on that team that were kind of showing you the ropes and sort of giving you advice uh, throughout training camp? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Dawson Mercer was a guy who, uh, you know, played for Team Canada at the World Juniors, CHL player, so he went through some of the same experiences that I'm going through right now, and it was nice to sort of bounce some, bounce some thoughts off him. And with regards to management, coaching staff, those types of things, I mean, what kind of feedback are you getting throughout the course of the training camp? A lot of just, you know, um, it was an opportunity for me to give a first impression. So um, keep working hard and, and um, you know, just, just try and be yourself, show what you got. And, um, you know, towards the end, it was, it was really just about um, seeing, you know, that, that development through my junior career and, turning into a pro, being more consistent, getting more um, physically capable, and uh, that sort of stuff. I always wondered, when guys go down to a camp like that, are you living out of a hotel room for the first or for that four weeks, whatever you're there, or are you living with a player who's down there? Uh, out of a hotel room with another player, usually. That, that's what it was for me. So, Luckily, I was with uh, um, one of my buddies from, from Winnipeg, actually. He's a goalie up in Prince George, Tyler Brennan. So uh, that wasn't very difficult on me. I, I've known him for a little while now. We're pretty close. And once you leave the rink on a daily basis, are you, are you kind of told to hang around the hotel or are you allowed to explore around a little bit uh, around New York? We've got some freedom. A um, couple guys, you know, we're not too far from New York City, so a um, couple guys on off days or afternoons where we've got a lot of time make the trip over there or, um, you know, go get their own errands done or shopping, stuff like that. But, um, you know, I don't really have a car or anything down there, <laughs> so I'm kind of limited to, you know, hotel on rink. But we got to see some cool stuff as well. Also, when I talked to Vincent, he kind of mentioned that when you see something like this up close, it really motivates you to want to get there and be the same. You know, you see what that lifestyle is like, and it kind of just makes that fire inside of you burn even brighter to want to be an NHL player. I would imagine it was the same for you going down there. For sure. Once you kind of see the, you know, the difference between uh, a junior player and a million-dollar man, it's really something that you just you can't stop thinking about. And um, 
just comes down to how bad bad you want it. Um, Got to be willing to put everything on the line to get to the next level. And um, there's a lot of people competing for not a lot of spots, so um, you got to be special. You're back here now for your third season with the Broncos. I know there's a lot of excitement around the team with the talent that has been acquired here. Uh, how does it feel to be back here for the first couple of days and get ready to be a full-time Bronco again? It's been great. Um, like you said, we had a lot of guys kind of in their own um, different areas trying to with, with NHL camps and, and whatnot. So um, I think early on um, there's got to be a big emphasis on us gelling together as a team and and figuring out that chemistry and communication. So I'm super excited. I'm a big believer that we've got what it takes to be a really successful team within this within this room. And um, I'm super excited to sort of keep gelling as a group and, and getting better. Appreciate your time, Josh. Best luck this weekend. Thanks, Greg. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Great to hear from Josh Philman as he's back from New Jersey Devils Camp and very much looking forward to seeing him make his uh, regular season debut for this 2022-2023 campaign at the Innovation Plex this Friday night when the Prince Albert Raiders are in town to take on the Swift Current Broncos. And then, Bosch, you're on the road Saturday. Uh, Regina Pats, an opportunity for people to catch the Swift Current Broncos on CHL Live and a trip for you to the fabled Brant Center. Yeah, it's always uh, it's a nice trip there, you know. That, that rink is old but I think it's when you walk in and you see it kind of from the upstairs you don't really realize how old it is it doesn't kind of give off that vibe of being whatever 50 plus years old that it is so that's a nice rink to go to they usually get a pretty good atmosphere in there with a good amount of fans so uh, there were some pretty entertaining games between the Broncos and Pats last season so we're hoping it's going to be the first of six very entertaining games between those two on uh, Saturday we'd be remiss and I mean obviously he's a generational player and, and an amazing talent Connor Bedard his numbers against us are bordering on ridiculous yeah it's it's a little absurd i had to you know you're getting ready for the game and doing a little research and whatnot and you kind of go back over the over the games he's played and you're kind of just thinking to yourself like i feel like every time we play him he puts up a lot of points and sure enough he's got nine career games against swift current 12 goals and 12 assists uh, in those nine (laughs) games so it's it's a little bit ridiculous what he's been doing and he does it to everyone so it's not just uh it's not just a broncos thing but um like you said it is always exciting to be able to see a player like that up close and personal but uh, hopefully he has an off night on saturday all right. Well, you know what? We'll we'll leave the Bedard tar- talk to the Regina podcast if they do one. Let's hype our home game, Prince Albert Raiders in town Friday night. Uh, we're going thirds for that one. We are. Yeah, first time this year the Broncos are going to wear their uh, green third jerseys, so that's always exciting for the players. I know they love those jerseys uh, like crazy, and uh, you know looking for a bit of a reversal of fortunes with regards to the season series against the Raiders. Uh, two teams played four times last year, of course, and the road team won every game last year. So Broncos looking for a home victory against PA for. Uh, for the first time in a little while here, so hopefully they can get that. Uh, they're playing Lethbridge t- today or as we're recording this, so we'll find out what the results of that game are by tomorrow morning, and uh, hopefully the Broncos can uh, end this short little slide they're on and pick up a victory on Friday. Those third jerseys are great. Like those green ones, like I, I wouldn't even object. Who, who do we talk to about making that the full-time look? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the team, they, they introduced the ones they have now. I think it was like 2015, 2016, so I mean, maybe due for a rebrand. I don't know. I, I might get flamed for that one because our look right now is pretty popular. I do like those third jerseys a lot. Even when before they were, you know, debuted, I saw them, I think, right after the hub season. I'd come back to the to Swift Current after the Regina hub and one was just kind of laying on uh, Andrew Kutnikoff's uh, medical table there and I was just like, wow, this is nice. So that was awesome to see and having them on the ice, it just looks so good. They look so good in photos and uh, again, I know the players love those third jerseys. Right on. See 
the Swift Current Broncos in their third jerseys, taking on the Prince Albert Raiders Friday night at Innovation Plex, and then you can follow them on the road as they head to the Brandt Center in Regina this Saturday. Thank you very much for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.